This morning, Bruce Griffin is sharing um, what God has been doing in his life, and I'll invite him up to come up and do that and, uh, so that you can hear how God's grace has been working in him and has been continuing to work in his life. Bruce. Thank you, Walt. First service, I took too much time, so you have to get the abbreviated version in this service. Give Walt plenty of time to preach the sermon. Um, I grew up in a morally upright home, but when I left high school, or was still in high school, um, I was trying to figure out what I should do with my life. I didn't have a moral compass, I didn't have a worldview, I didn't have Jesus. And so as opportunity came up, uh, God got me into the Naval Academy, and in my first semester there, um, I was on my way to the library, and this upperclassman comes up to me and he says, you're it for tonight. So there I am, kind of shaking, wondering what question he's going to ask me. And he says, do you know who Jesus Christ is? So I say, well, yes, he's the Son of God. And he asks, do you know why God sent his son to die on the cross? I thought about that for a minute, and it came up empty. I didn't know. So he shared the Roman road with me. Specifically, what, what spoke to me was Romans 5.8 that said, God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So this was a demonstration of God's love. And as I thought about that for a second, I tried to think, I was the father and I had a son. Would I send him to die because somebody else needed him to die for them? That seemed a little beyond my ability at that time. So this was, this was really great. And then he proceeded on to share that you don't have to earn your way to heaven. God's gift is given by grace through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. And you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to have a relationship with God. If you open the door to your heart, he'll come in and he'll have fellowship with you. So this was another first time eye-opening experience for me. And so I said, yes, I want to know God. That's what life seems to be all about. So I prayed and I received Christ. I went back to my room, didn't go to the library. And I began to review the verses and I realized, you know, I really have to do some more study because I'm believing in a man, Jesus, as being the son of God, a savior. And I have to know more about who this person is. And so I found a Bible study. I, I got involved with the Navigator study materials and I started learning how to witness, how to memorize scripture, how to do Bible study. And then I graduated. And I asked this young lady to be my wife and she said yes. Uh, just uh, a little background, uh, we were high school sweethearts, neither of us were Christians, but uh, she became a Christian as a result of God's work and a little of my influence, I guess. But in any event, uh, we started our Navy career, um, and after we'd been married a couple of years, had a daughter, and we began to have some struggles, a little financial trouble, a little uh, disagreements, and so as as my Navy position was changing, we moved down to South Carolina. Um, I prayed for God to lead us to a navigator ministry to get some marital help and some discipleship help. So we did that. God led us to uh, a Christian couple who had been missionaries in South Korea, were 
uh, with the Navigators, and they had a very vibrant ministry there in Charleston. So we spent seven years in ministry with them. We even went over to South Korea for two years, and uh, as missionaries, I was on a working visa. We came back, and I got a job here in uh, D.C. working at the Navy Yard in submarine acquisition. I spent my uh, career uh, with uh, civil service at the Navy Yard doing submarine acquisition, and I retired from there uh, in 07, and then I worked as a contractor in submarine acquisition and test uh, for the next 10 years, and I, I retired last year in January. So where does that leave me? I came to this church five, six years ago when two of my daughters were pregnant at the same time, both living in Lexington Park, and they needed a full-time grandma to help out with the, the babies. <laughs> so Linda was ready to retire and be a full-time grandma, and I was willing to uh, make the commute to D.C. because God hadn't provided a job for me down here. Somehow airplanes don't fly underwater, so... What I know about submarines was pretty useless down here. So anyway, uh, Linda uh, helped out here. And about a year later, uh, the shooting at the Navy Yard occurred. And several of the people that were killed or injured were friends of Linda's. In fact, one of them uh, was the person who replaced her. So we recognized that God had brought us down here and had uh, been merciful to us and spared Linda's life. So clearly, we felt uh, as if this is where God wanted us to be. So as I got involved in the church ministries down here, uh, I went to a men's retreat. <clears throat> we had a, a small group breakout session. And the question was asked, to me specifically, can't imagine why they would ask that question of me, but anyway, they asked, do you have any idols in your life? And I said, no. I've worked very hard freeing myself from idols, and mature Christian men don't have idols. Now, of course, this was a very proud statement, and I wasn't viewing pride as an idol, because in the theology that I had grown up in, it's a different sin, and it's not idol worship. But as I thought about it and prayed about it, God convicted me that I hadn't been entirely honest with him or with my fellow brothers in Christ, and that I really did need to start working on this sin of, of pride in my life. So I picked up uh, an old book that I had read before on humility by Andrew Murray, and uh, I read through it and I, I learned that humility is emptying yourself so that God can fill you. Huh, how do I do that? Didn't know. Walt invited me to a theology class and help correct some theological misunderstandings. I'd never been in a Reformed theology church before, so I had some relearning to do. And as I learned that I had no part in my salvation, you know, God didn't pick me because I, I was good ground or because he knew that, that uh, I would respond favorably. He gave me his spirit. He gave me the ability to hear the truth of the gospel and, to, and he breathed his life into me. He justified me. He, he gave me his righteousness, not anything that I could earn or deserve from him. He gave me life. He adopted me as his son, just as he does all of us. And so 
I had never really given over um, credit to God for salvation. I had always felt as if I had somehow been worthy or earned part of that effort myself. And so this was very humbling to me. My spiritual pride and my intellectual pride was somehow wounded through this realization. And so God began to tear down my stronghold of pride brick by brick as I prayed for him to do this and as I learned the truth of the gospel uh, in a more accurate way. And then following the theology class, uh, there was a sonship class that Walt and Carl teach. And this, again, emphasized the importance of adopting the righteousness of Christ and, and not living as an orphan, but living as a child of God. What does that mean? So I wrestled with these concepts for uh, a while in my head just to make sure that it was theologically sound and I agreed with all these new concepts. And then, um, still, my heart was struggling with this concept of humility. And, and so I, I suggested maybe Carl should disciple me, and you know, we should get, I should get to know one of the elders a little bit better, and maybe he could help me. So uh, after consulting with Carl, he said, sure, I'll spend some time with you. We'll uh, go down to Linda's, and we'll meet every, every week, and we'll go through Sonship again, because I don't think you got it the first time. <laughs> so I said, okay. So this time, one-on-one, -on -one, instead of in a small group, uh, the Lord was able to break through my heart and help me understand that I was in love with myself, but I was seeking to glorify myself, not him. And so I began to ask myself, what is it about myself that I love? Well, Nothing really, nothing lovely about me in the flesh. There's just Christ in me that is lovely. And so I have decided to repent of that foolishness and give my life to Christ to glorify him and to live for him and not for myself. So uh, now that I've completed the elder qualification process, I'm retired, I've got lots of time, I'm ready and willing to serve the congregation. So thanks for your time. Want to know more about my background?